times going to come when your people Israel are going to be defeated by an enemy because they sinned against you. If they come back to you, and I believe this is what's happening to us, will you renew your allegiance to us, Lord? Would you see us right here, Lord, and honor this meeting and honor it by coming in among us, Holy Spirit? We pray for your help again, Lord, in this temple. We ask you to listen from heaven, forgive the sin of your people Israel. Uh, forgive us, Lord, and bring, bring us back into the land that you gave our ancestors. We pray for a mighty move of your spirit and a sweeping across this nation that you would give back what was rightfully ours and was taken by the enemy. We ask you, Jesus, this morning that you would be glorified in this place and you would be glorified among your people. We ask you, Lord, that you would forgive our Thank you. 
God, that your reputation and the mighty deeds that you've accomplished, Lord. Listen to this heavenly dwelling place and answer all the prayers of the foreigners. And all the nations of the earth who acknowledge your reputation will obey you like the people of Israel do and recognize that this temple that is built, and you know this temple, Christ in you, the hope of the glory, belongs to you. Direct, direct us, Lord, to march out against our enemies. And we know that we do not wrestle with flesh and blood. But direct us, Lord, for warfare. Direct our prayers, Lord, towards your chosen city, that you chose a place to dwell and a temple. Lord, and, and, and turn us back to you. Please, Lord, we ask you to be attentive to your service and the people of Israel. Request for help, and may you respond to all the prayers to you. After all, you picked them out of the nations of the earth to be your special possession. Just as you know, Solomon would announce through your servant Moses that you brought our ancestors out of Egypt. Now when Solomon had finished presenting all his prayers, he stood up and he pronounced a blessing upon the entire assembly of Israel with a loud voice and we say this unto you, the Lord is worthy of praise, because he has made Israel, his people, secure. Just as he promised, and not one of all his faithful promises that he's made to his servant Moses will be left unfulfilled in your life. May the Lord our God be with us as he was with our ancestors. May he not abandon us or leave us. May he make us submissive so that we can follow his instructions. May you obey the Lord's commandments, rules, regulations that he commanded our ancestors. May the Lord our God be constantly aware of his request and what I have presented to him so he may vindicate his servant and this his people, Israel, as the need arises. Then all the nations of the earth will recognize that you are the only genuine God. And may you demonstrate, may, may we demonstrate wholehearted devotion to the Lord our God. May we follow Him by faith. May we obey His commandments. And He said this at the very end, I think it's really important, as you are presently doing. Lord, we give this meeting to you. Have your way. Have your way in speaking. Lord, I pray you. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just have your way.
Thank you. 
Yeah, that's the sound of 
the changes, Lord. We just come to you and ask you, Lord, um, to just bring healing to anyone that's dealing with this. This is a very painful issue, Lord. I just pray, Lord, for healing, Lord. Whoever it is, Lord, that you see to cover this, Lord, you have to be strong to unload on somebody and come against them. We just pray, hands protection around our people, Lord, this morning, that they need to protect and heal. Just thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Um, another one of their issues of God, extensive abdominal pain. And if you dealt with abdominal issues, Lord, I was praying in the name of Jesus this morning. We're going to have the Lord and the governance of pain, Lord, comes up with people. I pray for the healing this morning, Jesus. We thank you. And we receive what you do to provide for us. And we are receivers and we just bless you, Lord, as we receive your healing, Lord, over your congregation, Lord, and over the people that you represent. Jesus, we pray for your people. We pray for your oil to just flow down over the head of those that are praying for healing right now. Send the spirits of God, illumination, Lord. Pray to illuminate our understanding, Lord. Illuminate our hearts that we take on your mind. Illuminate us so we can step into them. Step through the inner forest in our holy place. Even this morning, we're asking for a reality that we would reach the veil of worship Lord. Or help us to reach into the place where you, the Father, went into where the ark of God is. I just ask you, Lord, that we move into this environment where we have our hearts ready to receive you. Take us in, Holy Spirit. Thank you. 
This is where in our lives we get the satisfaction of what we just can't answer about. I have found this place right here. If you move in here from this point in the Lord, there's a great blessing that sits out on the other side of it. This is where mostly the ministry stopped and they're worshiping. This is our place where the Lord begins to deliver on His power. This is the place that you feel that quietness comes to you and that stillness because you tasted the satisfaction of Him. But there's a deeper satisfaction in Him. And, it, it, and it's okay if we sit and put. You go after him here. And really, it's him coming after you. Here, this place right here. It's where his power comes, and it's where his delivery comes, is here. Because he's bad on us already. Many times I get to this position in Christ and on knees in prayer and worship and press in. And the worst thing come back to the and say, Yeah. 
And I think you're here today because the expression of your call is so great. You have something, you have him that calls you for such a time as this. And this is our, this is our moment. This, this is the moment for us before him to really see him shine. You know, Stephen and I was talking this week. Just in the final couple of days, like what happened to us, you know, it was like the Lord gave us a five-year break, basically, together. So grateful to Him. You know, and so it wasn't that time, the time is now. And so as we, I want you to, I want you first of all to hear from the Lord. Am I in the right place? Am I where the Lord wants me to be? And if you are, that you dedicate yourself to this work, that you give yourself to it. Because the, what's interesting about the word is he's a, he wants, he doesn't need anything, but he wants a corporate expression of us together. He, he really wants to visit and he impresses upon my heart time and time again. I'm not going to do this without just, just one person. There's, y'all are all world changers. Y'all all are called to, to a great group of God's spirit. There's not enough of us here to handle what's coming anyways. So we need the Lord in. There's enough, there's enough for each one of you to have 500 people under your care. Or a thousand. There's a building so harvest on the other side of this. The Lord's going to go out in the highways and hedges. And John was saying this this week for me. You know, the, the highway of holiness is elevated. But he saw on the side of that elevated highway, hedges and then open. The word says, you will go out and compel them to come in so that our house may be full. So if we're rejected, if we're betrayed, we say the force for the Lord. Many of us have tasted that, many of us have known failure, many of us have made attempts for the Lord. Really what I'm amazed at in this movie is It's not us who's doing it. It's him. And I, I really believe I, I call you to faithfulness to him. I call you to hear your voice and do what he says. And so we get into another prayer meeting. And Henry says to me, I got a spur this morning, Carol. Um, he said, Father, a hundred to five hundred ten thousand. And this is all story that's going to come out in the video, and I'm going to share the story with you. And in short, in short, out of that, out of that prayer meeting that we had, and the way the Lord was speaking with me and speaking with Henry, out of that prayer meeting, He said, "You're going to call forth the ancient one of So, who are you? If you're called to this, you're the those who are taking the. I believe it's Jeremiah six sixteen. Path. You chose the ancient path. The one the Lord himself called. That's the kind of people you are. You're characterized by him. You come down in all ways with him and you found him to be faithful and true. You have to play close to the cup. You've not let it be close to your chest. Many of you in here have given all. Not just a part of yourself, but all of yourself to him. And the word delights in that. They said that five, 
to a hundred and a hundred to yes, ten thousand. And so I we were talking this week, I was talking with Brian Weatherman about watching something yesterday on the street, and I just want to kind of put this out that I get woke up like two two days before we were going to do something right here on the block and just start to feed and take care of and the word chats me and he says, I don't get far for the horse. Get unto me, he says. I believe he says Psalms 50, 100. And I will come upon you as you are faithful to me and you love me together and unify together. And I will come into your me. I, I really like to see the word himself walk through that door. Um, I know Stephen has been saying that for years. You know, I, I just like to see you walk in the Lord. But an expression of God's light is something, not just the sound of heaven, but the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ is coming. And his promise is with us. So in the meantime, we will begin uh, together to unite our hearts and come into loyalty with the Lord and with one another. As you were called, no man's going to put in this ministry and force on any of you. Uh, but it says as examples to the flock, let us run after Jesus ourselves. You know, so for those of you that sense God's calling, I ask you to be faithful. I ask you to say, me and my family, we're part of this and we're going to stick with it together. Um, because when one part of the body doesn't do their part, the whole body, what? Suffers. And so I'm saying this to say uh, we need those of you that God has particularly ordained for this. Um, there, uh, there's a lot happening with this ministry. There's some really cool stories about how we got into this building um, with Daisy uh, Smith and how the Lord moved us into this room. I, I'm amazed that we're here. Uh, I tried to get this building seven years ago. It's just a little ahead of myself. But the Lord now has said this is the time. But we're standing and sitting in uh, a building that Vanderbilt and Hadfield for the uh, black workers to give them a place of recreation and to bless them. We're, we're in a place where a man was very wealthy sitting under here in the Gilmore House decided that he cared about the outcasts, the ones who had been marginalized in society, and he showed them an act of love by constructing the very structure that we're in right now. This is called the Young Man's Institute, is the African American Cultural Center. And so, the one a little, it's just a, so godly. Before we came here, we, Henry and I went and met her, and she said, she said to us, I want to see the Lord move in this place. And they've been going around this whole building barefooted and pouring oil. All over the lentils and the floors and touching this whole entire facility before we even showed up to speak with her before Daisy got the contact that she knew Cal in the middle from 12 years of age, right, Daisy? And, and meets Cal that morning I was so discouraged because I'm like, how do we get the line line? The word is only Daisy has the contact. And Daisy and went to two of her contacts and they didn't work out. 
and is uh, singing for a dog, or a family, casting yeah. right here Nashville, and says, uh, she's going to be Calvin, and she goes to Calvin, and she says, Calvin, do you know who the director of the white line is? And, and Calvin says, uh, yes, she's my daughter. And I'm so blessed that day. And just to back up a little bit, we were in the prayer meeting, and the Lord said, I'm going for 5 to 100 and 100 to 3,000. And I said, and Kara said, why not? My wife said, why not the right line? And I said, oh, I don't know, I don't think they'll let us come in there. And I said to the Lord, I said, if you're talking to me, I would say this to anybody. Have Brian Weatherman contact me. And just Brian and Brenda have been down on the street serving the, the poor and taking care of people and loving them and feeding them. And of course, I didn't know the Weathermans had been out for like six years saying not even big prayers coming and the expression of God is coming to this area. Brenda Weatherman contacts Kara within 30 minutes of me saying that's the Lord. And we get together with them that Saturday night at their house and they um, fed us and everything. We had this wonderful meeting as we came together. And, I, and, it, and it was like we just linked arms. And, you know, and Brenda said to me, I was asking her, I said, Brenda, what do you think? And she says, well, the Lord told me for you, I'll get here tonight, I'm going to just paraphrase it. He said, stand up for work, and we're going to come alongside. And I was, I was like, really? You know, really? Are you sure? You're going to hear so many people leaving. But for somebody saying that we're going to come together, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. So they made this commitment, and I was you know, just really uh, grateful to them. Uh, as what will happen here is evangelism and the move of the Holy Spirit starts to reach out in the streets. Uh, Brandon and Julie are right here at the foundry and pacing before praying because the word of song brings to the foundry tonight. I can't say enough about all of you and who you are. And I wish I could have all the time, but many of you I know and it's good to see you thoughts. You know, there's many of us, and is this, you know, thank you for coming this morning. Um, so, what God is here to this day? And why today? Why September the 20th, 2020? Five months ago, Henry Todd comes up and he says, The Holy Spirit's name is Second Chronicles chapter 29. And I said, Okay, Henry, and he said, It's Hezekiah. He's going to open the temple, and the resources of heaven are going to flow through into God's house, and we're going to do a work for the Lord. And I said, okay. So Henry, I've learned you need a double witness with everything you said, an orchard witness from the Lord. Two weeks later, we're in prayer meeting again. The Holy Spirit says to me, turn to Second Chronicles 29. You know, and I said, yes, Lord. And I turn to Second Chronicles 29, and this is and this is what he said. Hezekiah was 25 years old when he began to reign in 29 in Jerusalem. His mother, he goes to his daughter, uh, the daughter's outright. He did what was approved of, just as his ancestor David had done. And, then, and then this is what the Lord said. When she paid attention to the first time, you know how he talks to us, and he said. In the first month of the first year of his reign, he opened the doors of the Lord's temple and repaired them. 
And the Holy Spirit says to me, check that date in your calendar. This is about four months ago. So I got on the Hebrew calendar when it's up the first month, the first day, and it's, it fell a week between yesterday and today, uh, this, this weekend. And the Holy Spirit said, watch the meeting and open my house on September the 20th. Didn't know until about three weeks ago, and you can check this yourself, Andy Reese put out a word. And I, I don't know Andy Reese, but a lot of sidewalks and me that there's a cosmologic sign in the heavens signaling the king's return. And it's the sign happening when the Lord himself was born. It's this meeting. We sit upon something very historic. What, what, we, what we are doing right now is in alignment with even what the heavens are declaring. The Lord has to be in this reading, even unbeknownst to myself, that would match his own sign in the heavens so that you and I would be called for something historic. And there's so much to be said about this. But I wanted you to know that's why the meeting is today. And we'll go on from this place as the Lord leads us. Uh, I think I put it in Facebook right up. If you're not used to being very unconventional, you probably might not belong to this meeting. These meetings, I got taken up in the right spirit and saw it at the top of the meeting. And there was so much glory within me, and the room was packed out. And I, I don't know how that's going to work out, but it was wall to wall standing on the wall. And the Holy Spirit was moving in such power. I was down there with Tara, and we were standing there, and everybody was in full ecstatic praise to the Lord. That He had added to our numbers, and something was growing, and the Holy Spirit had come down on me. That was on July the 4th when I saw that. I had to put my vehicle away because it was early in the morning. I was in my truck and pulled it away from the house. I was yelling so loud in the truck because the press of God was so strong me, I couldn't sleep. And he showed me that. And I said, Oh Lord, he's like, Gather them unto me. You know, we're not here to gather you unto a ministry identity. As great as some of the great news of God have been in our identity, but we're not here to get a cause going. We're not here to develop some aspect of a, 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 a camp. The Lord said, gather them unto me, unto the Lord himself. The Lord himself, Brad Aces, and one day we're taking a walk. How important it is that we make the Lord himself our standard. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 says, those that compare themselves among themselves are not what? Wise. You're too peculiar for that. You can't compare yourself among yourselves. Every single one of us are too peculiar for that. We can't. We're a, we're a holy people. We're a royal priesthood. We've been called out of darkness and there's wonderful light. There's no way to compare yourself to anyone else. You, you, many stars will differ in glory, although you're, you're, you're a star in your own right before the Lord. Your identity in Him is special. 
his generous unto that expression. Um, and so what I want to do this morning, I, I, I want to ask you if you would, uh, just what Hezekiah does when he opens the temple is he sends some people, let's give it to the Lord. And I want to give you an opportunity to give this morning as the world needs on the prayer list. We've got two pastors here to give into this. If you ask the Lord, what he have you to give? Now, we have different ways that you can give. We haven't officially changed the name or made the name of this ministry. It's going to be probably called the Actual Goliath or the Goliath. We're having service. But right now, on the books, it's called Order of Melchizedek. So if you make out checks, it's O O N Z or double O N Z. Um, if you want to get through PayPal, you can get it. Uh, info at OONZ.org. So it's info at OONZ.org. Or if you want to get cash on the prayer and offering, as we launch this historical event together and, and, and uh, wait to see what God's going to do with all of you. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for opening up of your house. And I thank you for your resources and your blessing. I pray for your double blessing that you promised over your people. I pray over your businesses. I pray over your employment. I pray over your wages that you will see the direct result of double fruitfulness over your life and over your family's lives. I pray that, that, that God will bless you and take care of you as he has, but even abundantly and above what you can ask or think. Pray for a great move of His Spirit as you bless the work that He has uh, put to hit to our hands to do. I pray that everything that you have sought for in Him will be found in Him. And I bless you in the name of Jesus and I bless you as you give.
This is a very tall task to deliver this message. Uh, I went to this and we're going to build the four verses of week one because I'm going to build a hospital there. And for years I've been waiting on Luke to come into this ministry because I knew when the Lord gave us Luke, the doctor, the great physician was going to come in among us and meet us and bind up our broken hearts and heal our wounds and and yet, even though many others have been wounded, that in the presence of the Lord, our inner healing that we need, and even our physical healing, but that the Lord can heal our minds and give us the mind of Christ, that He can do like something with us unprecedented, that the greater works than these in the end of the age would be a full expression of Jesus in us. Like we talked about this year together, Jesus is quintessential man. What is quintessential? The ultimate expression of what man and woman should look like. The ultimate expression of covenantal loyalty. Jesus is the full expression. He is the absolute expression. He is the infinite expression of the Father. And I, and I think that that's the expression, I don't know about you, but I want to see happen among us. You know, um, why settle? If you're going to be in relation to God, why settle for something less than what He's provided for you? The Lord provided for you all of Himself. He, he, when He shed His blood on the cross, it was it wasn't for you just to get partially saved. It was to save all of you. The gospel of Jesus Christ is. And I, I was teaching the kids the other night: death, burial, resurrection, sin. Many people have taken up the death and burial of Christ, not the fellowship of the sufferings. And some have taken up the resurrection and ascension, and we had two divided camps. The resurrection and ascension people in there, the kingdom of God people, you know, power gifts and ministry gifts, and then we got the other side in there. Death and burial, they were cross people, and the blood, and everything starts with everything gets on that cross of power. But let us go from the Lord changing and renewing us and giving us faith and grace to change our lives, but yet unto a resurrected and ascended man. Look what he has for us. Look what he's uh, purchased for us. And Paul started, excuse me, Luke is starting out this letter. And he's launching out into it and he's saying, hey, listen. And this really struck me when I was looking at the text and said, hey, most excellent Theophilus, I want you to know for certain the things you were taught. And he references back to this, that this was taught from those who, their accounts before us. That there were accounts that were given to Luke that came before him. And so he's drawing on history to say, let us not forget what has happened before Theophilus, listen. 
you are loved. I think it's really interesting to me the Lord's like, hey, look up his name. Theophilus. Well, Theo means God. And Theophilus, which is kind of interesting, but when you look at that name, it means the one who is greatly loved by the Father, or one who is greatly loved by God. And love is an amazing thing to talk about. I really, maybe I'll come up here and preach on love for my wife now. <laughs> but I feel like I don't know much about love. I feel like, why did you ask me to preach this message? Because love seems very elusive to me. The only way that I can describe love is, and I'll make an example for you, it's very hard for me to understand love. Uh, mostly because maybe it's not in your understanding. It's very hard for me to necessarily get into my emotions about love because the love that I come to know from the Father seems to dwell outside of my emotions in my own life. It seems like the love takes away all my controls. You know what I'm saying? When the Lord shows up and you're completely out of control, but His love is there. Uh, one day, we were, Karen and I was in the house in our, in our bedroom and we were talking and, and I had been praying and I said, Lord, could you please bring your love to our family? And, uh, all of a sudden, I'm feeling really upset, sort of like nervous and anxious. And uh, and I start finding fault in her. And, and I start like pointing a finger at her and saying, you got to sit with this. You know, and it was on a Sunday morning. And I, I've been, since I was being high school grasshopper, I've been in church every Sunday. And we, we, we've been out of church, or we've been out of this, and I'm feeling this like this, like I'm out of control, I think we're going to lose our way. And, um, you know, because if you've been in the house of God, and then the Lord says, come to know me, the God of the house of God, it's quite different than just the house of God when He calls us to know who He is in relationship with Him or not. Saying there, I was like, you know, because she understands a lot better than I do, we need to take some time as a family and just be a family and be together with the kids. And she was right, I was feeling this feeling part of me like I was completely out of control. Like I I was like sitting and I can't get my mornings in. Any of y'all ever had that happen? Oh, it's just me, okay. <laughs> you ever felt out of control? You ever felt like you don't know what you're going to do next? You ever felt like that you don't know how to put one foot in front of the other sometimes? But you're saying yes to the Lord, but it feels really maybe awkward or relationships are getting challenged. And all of a sudden, and I, I wish I could respond to the but all of a sudden, the Lord said, Did you guys see come here? And, and, and I said, yes, and I mean, I was literally going to run out of my house. And he said, it's me. 
And uh, he said, I'm over here in the, uh, in the woods uh, next to the house. He said, uh, and I saw, it's like I saw, not that I saw love, I saw like an apparition. I saw a glowing white figure crawling up the side of the mountain in the leaves with a hood over his head. And he seemed very ancient to me, like 10,000 years old. Like the oldest man I had ever seen. And, and I said, it's you, Lord. He said, this expression of me is as close as I can get to you without you actually losing your way. And man, all of a sudden, it's like, I look at her, I said, I'm sorry, it's the Lord. And man, the tears just started flowing. When the Lord comes near, everything is not in our control anymore. Your person is saying, ah! I, I, I guess the Lord gave us message today to prepare y'all for what's coming.
But then when he does show up, we're like, hey, get out of here. Or I'm going to run out myself. And the word wants to come nearer and nearer to us and express his life for us. And we need to be reminded of this because this is happening in all of our families. Conflicts are arriving, problems happen, it's happening in our nation. And we need to take the 5% of the truth that's being expressed to us and humble ourselves. Why? Because gain and speak the word is trying to speak to us for his greater good, for our greater good, his greater glory. But we've got to stop resisting. You know, we need to become as a little child. Uh, and that's the way we enter in. Little child not knowing that they have in Imagine in your life every day living in the fullness of a father expressing himself through you as son and daughter and not being aware of anything you but just spending all your day with him. It's wonderful I start experiencing I just walk with him and talk with him, worship him, and the next thing you know, he opens doors. You don't have to go knocking things down or making things happen. Jesus said, my father's always working. Jesus said, I don't do anything or I do nothing unless I see my Father doing it. I want to say this because this, this took me a long time to work this, but you know how it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence not yet seen? And hear me out right here, please, if you listen, hear me out. The proper Greek rendering of that text is faith is the title deed, hope for. It's the objective proof of an unseen reality. How do we base something on what's been taught the office if there's no objective proof? Now, you may think that relationship with God is subjective, and it is. But anything the Word does, Deuteronomy 19 has a double or triple list. What I'm saying is when you begin to apprehend him, because he comes near, you can begin to see him paint a picture for you. Or we the bread for you that matches. And when you begin to see God, like Job did, I heard it, but now my eyes see you, and I pour myself and resent just that. But when you begin to see God, you can begin to walk with him. Like Enoch did, like Adam did. You can begin to just walk with him in the cool of the day. You know he's your provision, your direction, and your protection. He's everything. I I knew it. You know, I thought I always I had God categorized in the sort of boxes in my mind. I didn't know I was doing that, but he literally is every we say this, but he's every he's a person, he's everything you need. There's nothing more you need. There's, if, if you're living a life for pleasure and comfort, and many people are, if I get this house right, and I get this thing right, and I get this right, I'll finally be happy. Like, throw that whole philosophical thing out the window today. And, and, and say, what the Lord said, I'm going to lose my life for his sake in the gospel. And I'll find it. I mean, take the whole thing of comfort and pleasure and just trash that philosophy and say, Jesus said, I didn't do anything with Solomon for it. And the objective proof of an unseen reality, I can have that too, 
It's not just subjective. God said this to me. Okay, you eat, and then the Lord's like, just wait on it, and let me prove to you that I said this to you. I want to show you that I'm talking to you. Wait on the Lord. Give the two or three witnesses in your life so that you can walk with God. You might be surprised what the Lord will do with you. He'll open up all kinds of realms of understanding and walk you into very particular ways. It's a beautiful thing. I'll give you an example. I put something before the Lord about coming to this building. I said, Lord, how do I want to contact me? Well, his one flesh contacted my one flesh. Our wives. Now, I didn't say anything to anybody else, but I said, if it's you, I put it in a place of impossibility. Because I made sure that I wasn't going to let anybody know what I was doing so that when the grandmother contacted Jeremiah, I knew it was the Lord. What does that do for us? That's why we're here today. Because we don't need the word of the Lord so much that getting the two together because we have an objective proof of an unseen reality. We need two witnesses. The witness before the Father and then the witness on a vertical and a horizontal plane, a double witness. We need that to walk with God to see what He's doing. You need a double witness. Another way to put this is you need a promise and an oath. Hebrews 6. So I don't walk with God. Get a double witness and you'll get a title here. The reason why so many people get discouraged in the house of God is because their life with Him is so subjective that they don't look for that. Or we do it out of our lust, or we do it presumptuously, and it's not the Lord. And it discourages so many people. We can't afford to be like out here. All of you. We've got to get the double witness because what the Lord's about to do with us and each one of us as individual individuals will require Him. Because you understand the title of evil come, what the promise of the Father is, it will, it will come. So faith is the title we hope for, the objective proof of an unseen reality. Theophilus, I really want you to get this. Because what happens to you and me when uh, you get the double proof? Oh man, I love the Father. He must love He. He likes me. One of the greatest things missing among people out to people all week is a life of purpose. You know, I don't have, I don't know what I'm doing. Sometimes people say I'm bored out of my ever living mind. Your life wasn't meant to be bored. It was meant to be from one experience with God to the next. Life giving, overflowing blessing. I want you, Theophilus, Luke says, to not forget this. Don't forget this. Give, give yourself to this reality. Stay with me in this. Walk with me, says the Lord. We need grace today. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. You know, I don't, I don't know what each one of your realities are. But let's, let's leave this place today saying, Lord, I want to walk with you. I, I, I want to just hang out with you. You know, some of us, there's some things we need to let go of and stop doing. I don't know what they are. Can you imagine just living your relationship with Father? 
every day, and all you need to do is just be before Him. That's it. Yeah. Do it. Show us the Father. If you've seen me, Jesus said, you've seen the full expression of the Father. What? And the carpenter from Nazareth? Really? You? I mean, you look so plain, Lord. But there's nothing real super special about you. How could you be the full expression of the Father? Sometimes God's trying to speak to us, and He's right here in the mundane. Actually, I would say that the word is more in the mundane than it is the extravagant. Not to say it's not extravagant, but you'll find it in the mundane life, everyday life while you're serving. He'll show up. And he'll be like, oh my goodness, you know what? How did that shirt on that person match with what you said out of your word and match with what the bird was singing? <laughs> she goes, it's the Lord! You know, that, I mean,